Hello, Mrs. Loomis. How are you this afternoon? I'm... I'm sorry, Mother. I didn't mean to insult you. Norman, stop it. This is not your mother. Hello. Hello, Lila? Lila, are you there? There's no one on the line. Hello? Yes, Mother, I'm sorry we were interrupted. Norman, there's no one there. Yes, Mother. sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Revivalhouse.net. Howdy, everybody. It's Zarin. I got uh, Zach here, as usual. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a commentary, of course, and we're going to be doing one that we teased last week, and it uh, did come recommended, uh, requested rather, but it's also one that we had already talked about prior to that. We're going to be doing uh, Psycho 2 uh, with the hopes of doing Psycho 3, and I guess Zach wants to do Psycho 4 as well at some point. Um, I got some all, baby. Yeah, I uh, I have Psycho 2 and 3, uh, the, the Scream Factory releases, and I, I still have yet to open them up and watch them. Um, but I've seen this movie. It's been a very long time. I think the last time I saw this movie was because I used to have it on uh, VHS uh, way back in the day. It's probably been a good 15, 16 years since I've watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember the premise fairly well. Um, you know, it just might be details and stuff that I, I don't remember. But uh, hour and 52 minutes, it's kind of longer for a horror movie, I'd say. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I do love this movie. Let's see how it sits after 15, 16 years. Uh, let's see if the heart makes the... Oh, fuck. I, I fucked that saying up. The heart makes the distance grow fonder. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, yeah. I got that, fucker. All right. So, let's do a three, two, one play, and then we will get this party started. Hell yeah. Three, two, one play. Oh, yeah. We got this logo here. The I, I will give this uh, this movie a lot of props because I'm not I don't know if it's the only movie that's ever done this, but it's the only one that I can think of where it's a sequel done in real time, right? You, you know what I mean? Like all the all these years later, it's really oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's the same actor playing this you know the same character all these years later as if he was really in the institution the whole time, right? Twenty five years? How many years is it? Um, something at least like that. Ten at least. No, it's not 10. It's a lot of fucking years. Because this is a... Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I'm going to see right now. I guess a lot of people were... Like, critics were, like, upset that it started out with this scene from the first one. I don't even remember this being... uh, This recap. Why? Do they think it's a little bit of a a shit on the original? I don't know. I just read that when I was I was pooping, reading trivia to talk about while we're watching it. <laughs> it's the best time to do it. Yeah, that's that's usually when I do it. It is kind of weird though. They 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 start this movie off with one of the big like uh, big moments of the first. Maybe one. that's why because it was it's kind of a spoiler. It, yeah, it's a really well. Obviously, if you're watching this fucking movie, but it's it's yeah they're they're opening up with a big. Uh, 
high point of the original movie, something that got built up to. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the first Psycho in even longer, to be honest with you. They're so strategic with the titty placement. I always think I you see their you see the titty, but you don't. Twenty three years later. Okay. Isn't that crazy? So I mean it's awesome. Who does that? And it's cool because it plays right into it. Like, oh, why are we having a it's the only movie where they can get away with that. Like, why they fucking wait twenty three years? Just don't give us a sequel at all. Like, well, the fucker was locked up for twenty three years. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It's kind of like a if they made a fucking Seinfeld reunion. Oh could, yeah, they, they could do the same got thing. out of jail. Yeah, that would be funny, but it wouldn't make any sense why they went that long <laughs> for not helping the fat man. <laughs> that was such but a will, goofy way to end that show. It really was. I don't think anybody like. I don't think any of the cast likes that last episode. <laughs> But uh, you know this uh, this movie. It's also notable too. I, I love I love the twist. I mean, we're not watching the movie. If you're doing a commentary of, if you're listening to us do a commentary of the movie, I'd hope you'd seen it before. Um, if you haven't seen it before, I'm gonna give a spoiler. But I love the twist, right? Uh, how? Oh, that scared me. <laughs> Did it really? I was looking at my phone to pull up the trivia I, I saved, and that happened. But no, no, it's a great twist, though, where they're fucking with his head the whole time. We don't know if he's crazy or not, if it's the voices, and it turns out that they are really staging it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just such a great... Meg Tilly, man, that's a sister of your... Uh... I'm pretty sure it's her sister. Let's see. Does she have as big of boobies? I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen this. I'm going to see it right now. Yeah, she was born in 1960. It's got to be uh, Jennifer Tilly's sister. I guess she wasn't allowed, like, I read that she wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV as a kid, so she didn't even realize, like, how big of a deal doing Psycho 2 was. Mm. And the fact- She's the younger, she's the younger sister of Jennifer Tilly at that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she didn't realize that she just thought it was some cheesy slasher sequel? Yeah, she was, she was surprised when all the, uh, like, all the press was involved during the making of the movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Yeah, there's our Chucky connection. Tilly with Tom Holland's, you know. Yep. Which, what a what a cool... I don't know if it... Um, I mean, I guess it'd be an honor if you were handed the duties of writing the script for Psycho 2. But at the same time, I bet everybody was kind of concerned. Because, you know, it doesn't it sound like a, like a bad idea on paper. Like if somebody brings it to you, like, hey, let's do Psycho 2 20, 20 yeah, years later. Apparently, originally, this was going to be a like, made-for-TV movie. And they were actually gonna cast Christopher Walken as Norman. No way. Yeah, because they didn't. Once they uh, kind of showed the script to Anthony Perkins and like he agreed to do it, it became a, a full fledged theatrical production. <laughs> so, so Christopher Walken wouldn't have given it the green light for theaters, but uh, the guy who didn't have a career between the first movie and this. I one don't did. know. I guess just because that made it official that this is a real sequel. Yeah, it solidified it. Yeah. I mean, we've t- I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's a real shame that um Anthony Perkins didn't have a career, you know, outside of this t- to a huge degree, right? Yeah. Cuz uh this it this was uh one of the one of the later if not the last 
Hitchcock movie, the first Psycho. I can't remember. Definitely one of the later ones. But Hitchcock was working with the A-listers, right? You know, he was working with uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart and your Gregory Pecks and all these guys. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's got this newcomer, this young kid. And I don't know. It just seems like it was tailor-made for him to have this huge career after. Yeah, but, he got uh, typecast pretty bad. Yeah, he was probably. Why wouldn't? Yeah, why did? They, are you telling me that they asked Christopher Walken for the role first before asking him? Like, oh, he probably won't want it. He's probably busy sucking a dick. On the, uh, I get in the trivia, it said that Tom, like, it was widely rumored that Christopher Walken was going to be in the role, and apparently they asked Tom Holland during the commentary of the original DVD release, and he didn't confirm or deny it. So. It's not really official whether or not they did it or not kind of rumor. Well, not only was he down with the clown to do this movie, he was down with the clown to do three and four. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wanted the money, man. Uh, and I think, I don't he know. He directed it's, the third one. Did he really? I guess yeah. you're right. He did. I, d- um, but at the same time, I think you hit a point in your career. I don't know if he, pref- he liked it. He, pro- there was a 23 year gap between the first one and the second one. So, that big a time lapse allowed them to kind of get over the period where he probably would have rejected this role and hated it, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was typecast. He probably didn't want to fuck even think about Psycho. You know, it was probably ruining his life. But after 23 years, he's probably already at that stage at this point where he's a guy embracing it. He's like, it's my signature role. I'll fucking yeah. milk it. It's weird how that happens with actors like a... Like Kevin Bacon was the same way. Didn't acknowledge that he was in horror movies. Until he did that fucking commercial. And now he kind of... Well, he started doing it before that, so... A little bit before. It seems like... uh, Well, it's like Stir of Echoes and all these movies. He did those shitty horror movies, though. He he started acknowledging the genre when those movies became big again. When PG-13 horror movies were all the rage, right? After The Ring. It's like, okay, I'll do it. I'm I'm looking at... uh, Perkins' uh, filmography. I'm trying to remember this movie I remember seeing as a kid. Like, I never watched the movie, but I remember seeing it uh, in the video store. And I always remember the cover of it. It had, like, two versions of them next to each other. One was, like, a monster, and the other was just normal. And I want to say that I heard that that movie was about, like, him being typecast or something. Mm-hmm. If I if I remember right, I remember this movie's got Dennis Franz from NYPD Blue. He's Mr. Toomey. Remember? Franz. No more. No more. Mr. Toomey, no more. What's that from? It's from this movie. Okay. Dennis oh. Franz's name is Mr. Toomey. And I remember there's a scene where he catches Mr. Toomey doing something that's kind of like shady. Because he's he was I think he was running the, the motel while he was away, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just, just, I don't remember what he catches him in the act of or whatever, but he just tells him, no more, Mr. Toomey. No more. I like think he, I think, I think he's just letting people come in to screw and then leave or something like that. Something like that. Uh, you know what I like to call that whole wave of PG-13 horror? What? I have my own genre name for it, and it's known as Ethan Hawk horror. I don't like Ethan Hawk horror. Just because he's done multiple of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of them. If it's got Ethan Hawke in it, I don't want to see it. I don't even like Ethan Hawke. I liked uh, the... Let alone in horror movies, man. Yeah. I now, like... do they film this in the same house? Yep. 
the house is the same, but the uh, the motel was rebuilt. Is the house on the inside the same as the exterior shots? Um, I mean, it looks like it could be, but you I never think know. so. I think at this time it was. Later on, it, it was too old to shoot inside. It it's it's so clever. I mean, so they're leaving those little notes to tr- to trigger him, right? Um, which which blows me away because shouldn't didn't they let him out because he's rehabilitated after twenty three years? Yeah, they're assholes. You think he would be past that where like a little cliff note would trigger him, right? After twenty three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, where when it shows his reflection here, that's uh Anthony Perkins' son. Oh man, was his he had. Was his son begat of uh, homosexual sex? Oh, fuck yeah. That'd be awesome. Is it an he ass baby? It I guess his, his son went on to well, no. direct horror movies, too. And I, I, I'm not trying to make light of Anthony Perkins. I think he's brilliant. But yeah, he's like... But he was in the closet for a big portion of his life. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even at this point he was. I don't think it was until like the night... I don't remember. It was pretty late. But... uh he was definitely gay at this point. He was married for a long time. I don't think he was ever married to a or with a. I don't. I think he only had the one long term marriage, and I think she was with him even when he died. But he just kind of had that double life. And I know he had a relationship with Rock Hudson, who was also a very famous closet homosexual back in the day. I mean, he had a relationship with Rock Hudson before this. Like I'm Norman, Norman Bates. I always like the character Norman because he's like. I don't know. It's so interesting. Like he's he's a psycho, like fucking crazy person. But you still yeah. like you want to like him and you feel sorry for him, especially in this movie. Well, I mean, you do in all the movies, right? Because he, you know, there's reasons why he's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but this this movie especially. I mean, the guy did his time. He's just trying to. He's a tortured soul, and then these people are fucking with him. Even though the people fucking with him obviously have their motives and their reasons, but still, man. Mm-hmm. I just think it's such a great twist. I I love it actually. And I can't wait. I know I'm jumping the gun here, but I can't wait to the end of the movie where he hits his fucking real mother in the head with a shovel. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like I think they kind of regretted that because in the third one they lay it out there that maybe maybe that was his real mom, maybe it wasn't cuz she was also crazy. Mm. See, I don't remember all that. I don't remember them rewriting it after that point. I think they I'm pretty sure they did. If you do end up making me do part four, I always think about mommy's flower water. I don't hate part four. I think it's no. I, I watched it a, a few times. Um, no, I don't. I don't remember hating it. I just, I just think it's probably well past that point of uh, jumping the shark. It's like, God, yeah, how the, much do we? The third it's act like, come is on really now. cheesy. Well, I mean, just like the, it's like just the whole movie in general. Like how much. Why do we have to have that much backstory? It's almost like the sequel and the prequel, right? Because he's calling into the radio show, right? Mm-hmm. He's calling yeah. into the radio program and then telling his story. So it's kind of like a pseudo sequel prequel. Yeah. I find it interesting, though. I don't know why. I, yeah, I think- it's interesting. Like all the weird incest shit. Yeah. And his mom was clearly batshit crazy. And she's like clearly bipolar and schizo or something. Mm-hmm. Cause she'd like be like enticing him like in the bathtub or whatever and kind of like leading him on. And then all of a sudden when he actually kind of starts going for it, she like freaks out on him for being like some weird heathen sicko. Yeah. They're, she, they're like wrestling or something on the floor and she like is laying on him smiling and then he gets mm-hmm. a boner and she freaks out. It's creepy. Oh, it's kind of hot. <laughs> Olivia Hussey. Dude, she wasn't uh, bad Jack- looking. 
I don't remember what she looked like. The actress. She wasn't bad looking. They should have put uh, both Tillies in this movie and they could have lesed out. Squeeze their titties together. Oh. Yeah. Norman could have fucked him with the uh, the mother get up on. That would have been, been King Central. And he could have fucked him with the knife. Now, is she supposed to be the sister of uh, who we killed in the first one or like the daughter? I can't remember. Got to be the daughter. She she's the daughter of that old lady that we just saw in the uh, in the courtroom where she she stood up and said, "Oh, he shouldn't be let out." So, but she's getting revenge for the murder in the first one, right? Yeah. What's the connection? The mom was uh she was actually in the first one too. She's the only other character coming back. She, yeah, I think she was related to Marion Crane, if I remember right. She she would have to be for them to be going to all this trouble, right? Because if you weren't related to anybody that was killed by Norman and you got away, I'm pretty sure you would just keep your distance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see why they'd be putting themselves because I mean look, look why why would the daughter, why would Miss Tilly here be so invested in this performance, right? I well, mean, she, unless she was brainwashed. She's basically going along with it. She ends up liking Norman throughout the movie. Yeah. And, and regrets doing it. Why would she go along with it, though? Like, she doesn't fucking remember that shit. Yeah. She's probably 23 years old here herself. And why is she dating? Why does she start liking this? Does she, like, like him sexually or just starts having a heart for him? Just having a heart for him, I think. Okay. I think, I think he likes her sexually, maybe. He He's such a great character, though. I mean, like, it, it's a brilliant, brilliant character. I mean, like, I know there's, a, there's been a lot of people that have, uh, I think, emulated the whole psychopath in different movies but th- he's the blueprint hitchcock's original is the blueprint and i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's the best character ever man where like you said you can kind of like not endorse his actions but you still kind of empathize with them sympathize not empathize I'm not <laughs> yeah crazy. you're kind of rooting for him you're like oh man norman don't go crazy again yeah exactly in this one and especially this one because in this one He's for sure the protagonist, right? He's not necessarily the antagonist. Well, you find out at the end, he's not the antagonist. He's kind of the victim the whole yeah, movie. This is the only one where he really is the victim. Yeah. Until the end, I guess, when he, when no, he yeah, gets exactly. the shovel. But, but he will, they officially send him back over the edge. But no, it's crazy, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's officially the victim. Oh, there's the Franz, man. I keep My thinking favorite he- role. I keep thinking you call him the Fonz. <laughs> I wish fucking Winkler was in this. <laughs> Speaking of jumping the shark, dude. They should have got uh, Polly. Yeah, he's basically Burt Bert Young's <laughs> character. He's, it's like the same fucking guy. Short, fat, ball guy. Sleazeball. <laughs> Boozer. He's, um yeah, Walter Toomey. My favorite uh, role of Dennis Franz was in The Simpsons when he guest voiced. I know you've never really watched The Simpsons, but do you remember? Happen to have seen the episode where Homer Simpson um, got put on blast by some feminist because she thought she grabbed her ass, but really she sat on his really expensive gummy bear and he peeled it off her ass when she got out of the car. <laughs> no, I haven't. And then she and she was a feminist and she put him on blast and she was smear created this whole smear campaign of him all over the town and they had this like. <laughs> It was all over the news and everything. And then they had a made-for-TV movie on Fox, the Homer Simpson story, played by Dennis Franz. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're reenacting the scene totally because the, the real scene was totally innocent but of course in the the, the movie it was they had Dennis Franz and the Homer Simpson clothes driving like a madman and it was crazy yeah it's like Mr. Simpson I'll tell everybody I actually read too and I didn't I don't think I realized that Meg Tilly's character named Mary Samuels is a reference to the original Psycho like Marion Crane signs her name Mary Dan- Samuels with a man in the White House not likely Mr. Wacko. I won't have to. I'll just go to the police. I'm sure they'd be very interested in what's been going on here. I'll just go to the police. So wait, how does he... Okay, his drugs. Did, how did he find... Here it is. Look. Here it is. No more? So... He's... He, hold on. Okay. At what point did he catch them with drugs or having sex? I don't understand. I, he saw uh, he saw a joint in the ashtray. I think I didn't notice okay. it this time, but I think that's I remember that. So they rebuilt the motel. They had to have because it was in that shot. Yeah, they rebuilt the the motel. Dude, that's one creepy ass house. Yeah, I, that'd be awesome to like have that house. Didn't they just recently tear it down, or am I thinking of another house? I think. I think it's like set to be demolished or something, and they're trying to like save it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they they built a new one for the the TV show Bates Motel that they tore down. Mm. Have you ever seen that show at all? No, I've never watched it. I know you're a fan because you want to fuck that chick. Oh yeah, Norman's mom, man. You want to shoot it in them eyes? Oh yeah. And Meg Tilly's pretty attractive here in this. I mean, I've never seen her in any other movie, but like she's sitting here and just came in from the rain, a little wet. She looks hot. Oh, she's wet, baby. Did she ever act anything else? Here, I'll look. I gave Damn up. Damn right you I, will. I'm going to give up trying to find that fucking Anthony Perkins movie. I can't. Oh, uh, fun fact as well. I don't think um, I might want to double check my facts, but. Uh, Anthony Perkins, I think he was supposed to be on The Simpsons, a guest voice, and I don't think he turned it down. I think he he might have been sick with AIDS, actually. Something happened where he couldn't do it. Yeah. So, And, and that would have been a really interesting like voice cameo, because it's like, he just played Psycho. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm seeing fashion. on the known for that I recognize is one of the remakes of Body Snatchers. The one that's just called Body Snatchers from 93. Yeah, uh, I actually, I, I like Base Motel, but did you know that they actually, like, tried to make a Base Motel TV series, I want to say in the 90s, that failed? It was actually called Base Motel. No. It had, like, Bud Court playing the main character, and, uh, Lori, Lori Petty, is that her name? Who the fuck Bud Court? I, I remember mentioning it. Uh, whenever me and River were doing something, and he's like, "Oh, I love Bud Court," so I figured you might recognize him I too. I, I, I did. Yeah, I don't know who he is. <laughs> you don't yeah, know who he is. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was weird because it was like, uh, like part two and I want to say part three were already out, but for some reason they decided to ignore the sequels and they rewrote it so that it was like, oh yeah, Bud Court's like a character that's friends with Norman when they're in the institution and he, he, Norman dies and leaves him the hotel Mm. and then he goes and takes it over and it was, it it was a pilot that was going to be a TV series, but never, it was pretty bad if I remember right. Well, I'm looking it up right now. It says here, um, let me see. He then starred in and directed Psycho 3, for which he was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Actor in 1986, but refused to reprise his role as Bates in the 1987 failed television pilot Bates Motel, famously boycotting that project in a very ardent and well-received oppositional public campaign. Wow, they wanted him to be in it. Oh, so um, they probably just re- they probably hated him, so they're like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to pretend like those, those sequels never happened then. He fucking died in there. Yeah, and here's the the Simpson thing. Uh, he had agreed to provide the voice for the role of the dentist, Dr. Wolf, in the Simpsons episode, Last Exit to Springfield, but died before the part could be recorded. In the end, the character was voiced by Simpsons regular Hank Azaria. Hmm. He should have been one of the Treehouse of Horror characters. He could play Norman Bates. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, um, you know, it's it's funny how you got these guys that don't really have careers that are typecast or uh, maybe even they they're reduced to genre. Because the thing is, the old Hitchcock movies, he got these established A-listers and put them in genre movies. They weren't genre actors, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy, he was a newbie, fresh face, and he kind of became a genre actor because of it. But he's actually one of those guys that's actually a really good actor. Like he's not. It, it kills me how these some people have careers and they're just shit actors. Mm-hmm. I, get, I guess he just didn't have that it factor. I don't know. He wasn't willing to pull his thing out on camera. That's what he should have did, man. Once you get older, your stock Hell goes yeah. down in Hollywood. You got to start pulling your dick out and stuff. Love to see that big thing. It's like dick. porn stars. You know how they say, uh, you know, when you when you enter porn, if you're like an 18 year old. Don't go anal right away. You got to save something for when you're on the downward spiral, you know? Got to save something for the kids. You're going to have some standards. Then after people are tired of you after uh, six months and you're in the twilight of your career, <laughs> it's about how long it takes, then you start doing the freaky shit. I do some freaky shit. You want to do some freaky shit? That's a shit creepy house, me. man. You know they got to make a lot of money if you if they would do tours, like if they had it set just like this. I mean, I don't know if it would be like this, but if they had it fully furnished, I'm sure I'm sure somebody could remodel it and, you know, deck it out like the original movie, right? Um, even if it's not like the same stuff, it would be crazy. I'd love to go see that. I'd pay money. Man, somebody could fucking buy it, whoever owns it, rent it out, you know, for uh, sleepovers. I remember, uh, remember that show Fear Factor? Yeah, Joe Rogan, of course. Yeah, they did like, there was a Halloween special and one of the fucking stunts was in the original Bates house. Really? And it was all like falling apart inside and stuff. Hmm. Well, some people do that. Like, um, I know, you know, people will exploit certain houses of history. I know somebody bought the Velisca ha- Axe House murder house in Iowa, Villisca, Iowa. And somebody bought that and they rent it out and I you know it's it's booked solid see, like see all that? the time, especially around like the season, the Halloween season. 
It's just booked and you got to pay a crappy, shitty, expensive rate to stay there. And there's no utilities, no plumbing, no nothing. Right. And people still do it. Yeah. And it's funny because like this guy is not this. It's all profit to this guy. We just missed the silhouette of Hitchcock on that sheet. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't notice that was a thing before they turned the light on. How did they get it on there? It's probably just like, yeah, like a stand up or something. Because in the original, uh, he has a cameo of his silhouette, too. I wonder had because I think Hitchcock died in like what, 1980? Something like that. Yeah. Do you think this movie would have a had his blessing or B would have happened at all or C would he maybe even directed it himself? Because I don't think because it's so weird because he never really did sequels or anything like that. But would you I know he's got a lot of iconic movies, but would you argue that Psycho might be the most iconic? Probably at this point. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. Good call. Um, But I don't know. Like, isn't it funny what at this point is probably his most iconic movie contains an actor that I guess was so iconic that he got typecasted. So, cause he was nominated for an Oscar too, right? Anthony Perkins. I think so. Yeah. God, that's gotta suck, man. You're like fresh actor and you get nominated for an Oscar for this groundbreaking movie. And then like your movie, your career goes, you know, not much. Mm-hmm. This is freaking driving me crazy. I'm sitting here trying to find that video still on his filmography. Is it sent me off? I'm just gonna stop before I spend the whole freaking commentary. My question is, why is he working as a dishwasher when he still owns the motel? Does the motel not bring any business? I guess not enough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because he owns it, right? Yeah, they got him the job. Uh, I don't know why he keeps the halfway. I don't understand why he's working there, too. I mean, they should at least explain it. They should at least in passing act like, you know, he doesn't make enough money. But you'd think, I don't know. Well, maybe they did. And we just didn't notice it because we'd be talking over it. Well, you're more than welcome to stay with me, you know. (laughs) Smooth. I got a thick dick, you know, that you can sit on any (laughs) time. Why is this boss like? Who does this at work? Who talks like? Why is this boss like? Hey, fuckhead, get back to work! Oh, there he is. And then he there does. it is. <laughs> well, it was conveniently placed until after his dialogue was finished. <laughs> you know. And I don't remember where that guy's from. His boss. I know I've seen him in a million things. I just can't place what else I've seen him in. It's Pac-Man for everybody that's not watching along. What do you think? Like, do you remember, like, the first time you watched the original, if you already knew the ending, if it was spoiled to you by then? It probably was, right? It's just one of those movies you've known the ending to before you even saw it. Yeah. You know, because we're so young compared to when it came out. I want to say that I watched it young enough to where it did surprise me. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I I wish I envy that. My big question is, man, like, I don't get it. So if Norman owns the motel, I'm assuming he does or else he couldn't have had any authority to tell him no more sex, no more drugs. How does he pay Dennis Franz's character? And... Who was paying Dennis Franz's character the whole time he was in prison? Does he not own it? 
and he just has a little bit of like sentimental like ownership to it. He feels or what's going on. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. And maybe they they might explain it. And I we're just talking through the whole movie. Yeah, I like these scenes like this where when he sees the letter. So it must have been oh, her it, that did it. Yeah. Oh, she's helping out for sure. So it's going to be on the little the turn the little uh, ticket thing. Yeah. The wheel. fucking cunt hey <laughs> well i mean i could see why they're treating him like shit you know because i mean it's pretty common that everybody knows who the fuck he is right yeah isn't that crazy man would you how would you feel if that's who they hired at your place of business Hmm. maybe she didn't put it there yeah it probably just doesn't show who put it there so we can't notice it well, it's conveniently placed up there to where, uh, you know, another server didn't see it. What was it like sleeping with the psycho? Whenever somebody shows an up-close shot of chopping lettuce without looking, I always think uh, uh, an accident's going to happen. Does he cut his finger? Because <laughs> they keep building so. up to it, right? They keep showing him cutting the lettuce like that with intensity. Yeah, it's probably just to build... Tension. Look, and it's it's building up right now, the tension. Look, they got the sideways camera angle. Like the crooked camera on Dennis Franz here. Yeah. She needs to hit his face with the coffee pot. Looks like she's about raring to. You really want to know what Norman's like? Ooh, how is Norman like? He's got a big dick dick. Ooh, good oh. one. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh. <laughs> I keep just picturing Polly. He he could have had the role, man. I would have loved it. <laughs> and we could have had like a Polly exploitation, man. <laughs> we still gotta can, finish that fucking commentary. Oh my god, I, I totally forgot about it. I always because I think we have it in the can. We'll just redo it. We'll, we'll yeah. redo it. I mean, if you. If you remind me, we can do it next week. Yeah. We're talking about uh, Amityville 2, The Possession. That was another one we were going to like let Riverman join in, but uh, we have so many Riverman ones on the yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to have to do it without him. I mean, if he wants to do it, great. But we still got to do the, the only Dawn one of the, the only one. Of, yeah, the only one I'm really trying to hold out for him is Dawn of the Dead. We were trying to do that to honor George Romero. Uh, but it's looking closer and closer like we're going to be honoring his one year anniversary of his death because Riverman can never, mm-hmm. you know, commit to actually doing it. So that one I'm cool with holding off on until he can. But uh, I, I say we can go ahead and do the possession, man. I mean, I'd be down to do it next week if you are. Mm-hmm. See if Mitchell will do it with us. That might spice it up, you know, because, you know, I don't we know did if he's it ever once. seen it. We did it once last year. I can't believe it's been a fucking year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, almost. But, uh, but may, but it doesn't feel like a year, man. It feels like yesterday. Yeah. But uh, since we're gonna yeah, redo maybe, it, we could like just put out the old one as a vault revival vault episode. So you yeah, get maybe. We obviously got to put out the the newest one first, I'd imagine. But why don't you yeah. see if Mitchell wouldn't mind doing it? You know, that might uh, make it unique for us and different since the last time. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't think he's seen it. I'm not used to having Mitchell on for horror movies. It's usually stupid movies. Mm-hmm. So, because when we do these horror movies, these cult, these genre movies, they're a little bit more uh, informative and talky and stuff. 
Yeah. I don't want to alienate the core audience, man. No, I don't give a fuck. Alienate them. Probe them. They're alienated. I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dare to say that I think Meg Tilly is hotter than Jennifer Tilly. But to be fair, I don't recall seeing what uh, Jennifer Tilly looked like in 1983. I think I'd have to see him side by side the same year. They're both cute. She doesn't have the rack Jennifer Tilly has, but is Jennifer Tilly natural? I think I don't know. They look natural. They look natural I, and liar liar. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, you know, whenever you watch uh, the original, well, I guess even the remake of Night of the Demons where she sticks the lipstick in her tit. Yeah, it's weird. That's a fucking weird scene. I remember as a kid when I watched Brian Chucky for the first time and seeing Jennifer Tilly's tits, I used to think about fucking her tits like her. Like, I think I was so like young sticking it in the areola fucking her yeah, nipple. Yeah, I think I was so young that I actually thought that that was just normal that you could fuck the titties. Could you could hide shit in there? Oh my god! Just come inside of it. <laughs> That's fucking weird, man. No, I did really think that, but that would have been awesome if I did. Who put out um, Night of the Demons Two? Is that on Blu-ray? Yeah, I got it. Is that like an Arrow release or? Um, Olive Films put that one out. Okay, is it pretty bare bones? Yeah. There's nothing. I wonder how much you can get that for. I'm surprised Shout Factory hasn't gotten their hands on that one. Yeah. You you think they could strong arm and offer, uh, you know, a small company like All Films to get Mm -hmm. rights to it. I bet you they will eventually. How's a good sequel? It is. And I'm always like hesitant to buy movies that aren't Arrow or Shout Factory because I feel like I'm going to settle for some inferior bare bones version. And then like two months later. Shout Factory is going to announce a crazy yeah. edition. Did you see Shout Factory's putting out Silent Night, Deadly Night? I Blue saw Earth? that too, and it fucking pisses me off because I bought that a year ago. Well, I I actually, you know who you know who uh, Michael Felcher is. He runs Red Shirt Pictures and works on a bunch of like special features on those Blu-rays and stuff. I know Freda Felcher, Lloyd Christmas is uh... <laughs> well, Michael Felcher. He does these like live hangouts or whatever on Facebook and uh. I asked him, like, can you tell us anything about the Silent Night, Deadly Night Blu-ray? Is it going to be remastered? And Are all they going to restore those extra scenes? That yeah, like- he, he said he's not working on it, but his buddy is. That he's He's I been heard. friends with the guy for a long time. And they did find the original negative of the uh, uncut print. So it cool. will be restored. So that'll be scenes. worth it. I mean, I'll pick it up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll pay the $25 to last for it right away. But the thing I is, think- is, Amazon... I, that's one I'm probably going to pre-order and buy brand new. I love that movie. Yeah, but Amazon, uh, you know, like I just bought the uh, Carpenter Steelbooks that they just put out for The Fog, um, uh, They Live, and Escape from New York, you know, the Steelbooks? Mm-hmm. And I pre-order them from Amazon the day before they came out, so I pre-order them and they ship the next day. Oh. Or I got them on the first day. Yeah, I know, it's hot. Crazy. And do you know how much I paid for them? How much? 16 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. And if you bought if you bought the Steels uh, pre-order from Shout Factory, I mean, they cost 30. Nice. So I'll, I'll totally look on Amazon. Maybe they'll cut a deal or something since it'll be new. Under 20, I'll buy it all day long. Over 20, I might wait. When it comes to like movies I really like, I, I'm fine paying the 
the price brand new even like even if it's it, like five fucking bucks later i still kind of like well at least i let them know that i love the movie and you know this is the type of title they should go after in the future yeah but i don't know does shout factory guarantee you that you're gonna get it on release day when you pre-order from them or is it gonna ship out when it comes out and you're gonna get it a week later i'm not sure yeah i'm probably gonna like pre-order from amazon like the second season of ash versus evil dead and buy it even though like the first season was 15 bucks a couple months after it came out i never watched the second season it's good i'm glad i held out though because that that should be coming out around halloween time right it's coming out this month i think is it coming out this month yeah fuck man see i have the first season and i i still haven't i mean i've watched the first season but i bought it on blu-ray with the slip cover and everything and i didn't uh, i haven't cracked it open yet i have like every episode has a commentary the first one has sam raimi and ted raimi and bruce campbell they were talking about they uh they went they originally went to netflix with the idea netflix turned them down i was like what the fuck why yeah that's bullshit man and you see some of the now they're just bloating their their fucking channel right so i'm surprised that they said no to an established franchise Especially since, like, they had the original Evil Dead on Amazon for so long. Like, that was always on there for a while. I mean, I'm sure it came down to money. You know, just yeah. money stuff and finances. But, yeah, that's so crazy. I would I would so much rather that shit be on Netflix, man. Because mm-hmm. it's so annoying. The Showtime shit is so annoying. But I think... Um, I don't know. I could probably buy the... I wonder if I buy the Showtime add-on on Hulu, you know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they have like the add-on, will it have the whole season of Ash vs. Evil Dead on there? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't have anything. It's not Showtime. It's Stars. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Well, I think Stars has to have an add-on service with somebody. Yeah, I think they have their own app, and yeah, you can. There's an add-on for on the Amazon and other things. That motherfucker gonna burn this place down. So, how long has it been since you saw the third one? If it's been um, this long. I think the last time I saw the third one. The last, I mean, maybe it's not the last time I saw it, but the last, the I remember when I first saw it, and that's the only time I can remember. But I want to say I did see it after that. I just can't recall. I know I have. But I saw it in, uh, you know, when I lived in Kentucky and I told you about renting haunt, Haunted Ween and stuff? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's where we, I rent. I used to rent all the horror movies at this video shop. I'd go there and I'd rent any horror movie, and I I literally made my way through all of them. And that's where I saw that's where I saw Psycho Three. So 1996. Psycho. So 1996. So it's I saw Psycho Three before I saw Psycho Two. I didn't see Psycho Two until 1998 when I uh, acquired the VHS copy of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw Psycho Three before I saw any of them actually. That was really? the first one I ever watched. Yeah. More before the first one, everything. That one was total like slasher movie. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to uh, revisiting that. It's got Jeff Fahey. What a cornball. <laughs> I have a question. Why is, um, oh, that's the guy that I've seen before a million times. I thought that was his boss. I guess it's like a, is he like a cop or something? Yeah. That That's his, that's his like a uh, halfway guy. His. Yeah, maybe he's a lawyer. Parole officer type thing. Yeah. So I don't understand. So they're first of all, 
the daughter, Meg Tilly, am I supposed to believe that she's so invested in this whole scheme that in one of the before scenes here a few minutes ago, remember where she was taking the shower? Like, was she like trying to reenact and trigger stuff? Like Maybe. she's that invested. Her mother is putting her in that situation that fucked up. Yeah. Her mom's crazy. And another question is, um, who just killed Mr. Toomey? Her mom, her mom's helping so, too. So they're that invested. Yeah. So the mom's or, crazy. Or it might be, it might also be Norman's real mom. Is, so where does, where does Norman's real mom come from? I mean, I can't remember what the connection was. You know, I, where does she come from out of the blue? She says that she uh, gave him up for adoption. I know that. I know that. But where does she, where do they find room to fit her in in this movie? She just I think like, it shows was, up. I think it was just a way to get another fucking to, body in a cellar. Really, and it's probably well, and maybe so. It just so she's not really tied into the actual main plot. They probably just put her in, put her in at the end to sort of solidify that he's over the edge again, right? Yeah, maybe. yeah, I think so. Well, no, because because isn't that what isn't that the only body he kills is when he kills his mother? Yeah, that's the only person he kills. So that there. that so that's why it's necessary. Like, hey, he's over the edge again. I killed her. Yeah, and doesn't doesn't he use her body as like his mother mother after that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's her in part three and the cellar and stuff. You need to watch Base Motel. You know, I need to watch a lot of things, Zach. It's on Netflix, date. Dude, she's really... I I think I have a new uh, actress crush, man. She's cute. Is she like part Asian? I think. I think both of them are Korean or something. They both have that like... That I think going on, man. Even with that dyke chop, man, she's still cute. Oh, dude, that's a great the uh, the Chrissy or no, who was it on Three's Company? The Three's that Company, that? Yeah. yeah. Janet, I thought she was fucking hot. She's oh, got Janet. the mullet, man. You can grab. I thought she behind. was hot. That show. She was a babe. That's a crazy property, man. Can you imagine keeping up all that uh, landscape? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he doesn't. There's like weeds and shit everywhere. Are you familiar with the Norman Bates case? Do you ever read either any of the books in the series? Uh, there's books. Yeah, Psycho. Is it based on a book? Yeah, the original. The original was a book before a movie. Mm-hmm. Robert so Block. He- what? Robert Block wrote it. Okay, I didn't know that. So I, I, I didn't know it was adapted. Yeah, I guess like back whenever he was making the movie, uh, Hitchcock like bought up a bunch of the books so that people couldn't read it and get the uh, the twist ending early. Mm, I'm pretty sure they could have kept it under the radar that it wasn't based on a book. Well, he really bought all. How is he going to buy all the fucking books, man? I guess uh, it's pre-internet. Yeah, it's pre-internet too, man. Like, why do you? It's funny why you didn't worry about that back then. So, what if somebody reads a book and finds out? It's just gonna be word of mouth. It's not gonna get around. It's not the internet. Yeah, I might be misremembering it too. He did something. It's a famous story about him doing something with the book so that people couldn't get the ending. Was that fucking raw hamburger in that sandwich? It's kind of like you know pre-internet. It also reminds me too of uh, you know back in the day. You didn't know when 
like your favorite band was coming out with an album. Maybe you read a magazine where they gave some kind of update, but for the most part, that shit just kind of dropped on you, like with that whole lot of advance. Mm-hmm. And same thing when they went on tour and stuff, you didn't realize they played the same song. Most bands played the most of the same songs every night. And also people always complain about these bands that have been around for a couple of decades now. Oh man, they suck now. You should have heard them back in 1988. They were on fire. And you know, I don't remember who it was that made this point. It was probably somebody like Scotty in or something. He's like, no, we, the eighties or whatever, were the exact same as they are. Now we had great nights. We had bad nights. The thing is, is now there's no internet or YouTube to watch that shit and everybody to fucking pile on when there's a bad night or whatever. You you go there, you live the experience. And the thing is, is when you go see a, like a rock show, you don't even really catch errors, right? There's so much energy and so much noise going on. You don't even catch those little things. Mm-hmm. You just, you're in the yeah. moment. So it's a really good point. Yeah. It's like all that shit used to happen the same. We just, you know, couldn't go back and relive it. And when they came out with live albums, they doctored that shit. They went back in and, you know, recorded tracks over it for all the shit that was imperfect, you know? Yeah. That scene really where Norman was painting reminded me of a leprechaun, the three guys that paint. Yeah, Oz. Yeah. And when they're painting that house, that ugly fucking and she, blue yeah, color. He, paints, he gets paint on him, yeah. It's like, who would paint their house that fucking ugly color? Yeah, it's stupid. They it's paid like dark, to do it. Dark they're blue just, and dark red. They're just doing what they were told. <laughs> They had to fix his brain, dude. They they weren't going to say no to work. Mm-hmm. Money. Got to get him an operation. They should have did a uh, uh, Psycho versus uh, Leprechaun. <laughs> Norman Bates versus Leprechaun. I want to see Norm, Norman Bates versus Leprechaun or Norman Bates versus Chucky. That'd be a funny movie. They're both fucking <laughs> psychos with knives. Why settle for fucking C-tier fucking villains? Go, why not go Norman Bates versus Freddy or Jason? No, I, I don't think he'd be a... He wouldn't be a, any competition for anybody supernatural, but yeah, somebody like him versus Chucky would be fucking hilarious. I I think anybody could just kill Chucky. They're just too afraid to because they're, they're awestruck at seeing a doll walking around. You can just kick that fucker like a a football. I know. I don't understand. I guess that he's, I guess cause he's, he's small, he's lethal. He could slip at a, you know, he could, you can get the slip on him pretty easy, but it's really no different than like a kid. A kid's really small. You know, it's like, he's just, I don't be know. Like fighting gauge. Yeah. Especially the end where he's a doll. He's, most- a, he's a puppet. He's a <laughs> doll that comes, he just kind of flings out of the attic. Did you watch that documentary? No, I haven't watched the documentary yet. I need to. Uh, I haven't watched Roseanne either. There's all, there's all kinds of shit on Amazon I need to watch. Because it's on Amazon, right? That documentary? Mm-hmm. Those bitches uh, didn't acknowledge part two, so I'm kind of protesting for a little bit. <laughs> I think it's worth... I think we should make a, a Pet Cemetery 2 documentary. Mm-hmm. We could sit there and... Eddie for long. We could fund it and put our life savings in it and not make any of it back because it won't. Nobody will watch that. <laughs> It'll end up as a fucking special feature on the DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, that'd be great though. That'd be a lot of fun to, you know, if you had the money to throw around to produce some documentaries of stuff that uh, you know you're really into that maybe a lot of people aren't. 
but there's no way it would get off the ground because it's like how many people there's not an audience for it and what which if, kills me what if we get eddie and he's just like i don't even remember making this movie man i was coked out no not in those days man he i don't think so what, what's your opinion on the uh uh oh wait did they announce it or it's not announced maybe it's not announced like they're doing it okay it's not uh but the so it's not happening so that's a bummer but the guy that's directing the it remake which comes out in like a couple weeks by the way right mm-hmm. two weeks I, i'm actually looking forward to that i'm actually yeah. looking forward to that because we don't get any horror movies anymore and when we do there's shit and i'm actually i don't know i got a real big open mind for this one everybody's it's that big debate you know and it's been going around online is it a remake or is it not a remake? And it's not a remake. I'm one of those guys on the half of the field where I'm saying the original was a TV miniseries. It's yeah. not the same thing. This is the first theatrical. I, do you, do you, how do you look at it? I didn't even know that was being debated. I'm staying away from pretty much everything regarding it. Like, I see shit like, oh, yeah, let's let's get to know the guy that plays Pennywise. Like, I don't want to. Like, I want to yeah, walk into dumb. that movie and not know who he is. And I didn't watch the newest trailer. I've seen people, like, throwing up uh, gifts and things like that. And and they're showing, like, scenes. Like, I, I see people throwing up little teasers and sharing stuff where the, the boat and the sewer and they're showing Pennywise talk. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. Like, it's kind of already ruining it. I've already been, like, Pennywise overkill. Like, they're, they've shown him everywhere. Yeah. They, that's kind of a bummer, right? It's kind of a bummer. Like, just, just why? They didn't have to show him. I can understand why they might show him a little bit to tease people, but we we don't we don't need it. Yeah, the way they handled it in like the first trailer was enough. No, exactly, it really was. Now it's kind of gotten overkill, but I I didn't watch the newest one, and I'm trying to stay away from it. Um, so we'll see, but it comes out real soon. But anyway, the director of this movie, he said he's got heavy heavy interest. He really wants to remake Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And uh, you know what? If this movie, It, does as much money as I think it will, and it's it probably projected to, I think he'll get his witch. I don't think he'll have a problem buying up the rights or getting people to agree to do it, you know? I'd rather make a fucking, like, loose sequel. Reboot one of those. I think Pet Cemetery is the best Stephen King adaptation movie-wise we have so far. He's got a few good movies. Yeah. I mean, Shawshank's good. I mean, these are these those are Bachman books, obviously, and they're based off short movie, short books, novellas, or whatever short stories. And that's uh, a good shot. Yeah, it was. The Running Man's another Bachman book. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but they they definitely took liberties with that movie because it's a, really not a whole lot like the book. I'm surprised they never made a movie for Rage. The Carrie too. No Rage. The the Bachman one that about the kid that holds his class like captive with a gun. Never seen, never read it. That's probably why, because Columbine and stuff. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Make it. But you're right. Pet Cemetery is uh, one of the best ones. I'm trying to think. Oh, The Shining, of course, is amazing. The Shining's the best. I mean, it's going to be hard to topple that. Mm-hmm. That almost is. I don't even. That's more just Stanley Kubrick's movie. But it's still an adaptation, man. I mean, yeah. Because you could say the same thing about Shawshank or The Running Man. They're they're very loosely adap- adapted. And um, what else was I gonna say? A lot of people like Salem's Lot. 
You know, I don't know. I haven't seen Salem's Lot in forever. I was all honestly tempted to buy that on Amazon today because I uh, I bought some new running shoes on Amazon. And you ever like buy something and then you see something like recommended to you and it's not that much money. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll just throw it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I was buying running shoes and I saw it, the Blu-ray, the mini series for seven dollars. Like, I don't own it. Fuck. Why not put it in there? And then I, I saw Salem's Lot for like seven and change too. And I'm like, God, I haven't seen this in forever. But I looked at that movie and I'm like, this is the kind of movie I can see Shout Factory putting out a, a decked out version of. Yeah. The second I buy it. I actually bought the It DVD because the Blu-ray wasn't out yet. Then a couple months later, they put out the Blu-ray. Is there any special? Did you do you own the Blu-ray now? No. Oh. I guess the Blu-ray has the original like box aspect ratio and the dvd was cropped to be widescreen oh so it's got the fucking bars on the side yeah on the blu-ray yeah it's you're technically getting the whole picture though oh i paid money for that shit man you can always zoom in on your tv that's ghetto and that's an extra step <laughs> that's gay man Look, I'd rather have I don't like I don't like button. having a 55 inch TV and them robbing me of inches. It's like the not. Kit Kat. It's like the Mitch Hedberg, the robbing me of chocolate. <laughs> the Kit Kat shavings. They are robbing me, man. It's fucking horrid. Just give me a fucking widescreen formatted movie. Is that so hard to ask? But then you're you're losing picture. Is, Is that this, always the case with these old movies? If they were shot like that and then cropped to widescreen like the original evil dead was shot square <clears throat> and it was shot square because it was shot for tv i don't i didn't notice theaters. it uh, as a distraction on evil dead when i watched it they must have did a good job because i didn't really notice it hindering the film you might have watched the crop version if you didn't notice black bars on the sides oh no i oh i didn't have black bars that's what i'm saying i'm saying even when it was cropped i didn't notice it hindering the movie yeah I didn't yes notice it. sometimes i do a good job yeah but they gotta go in frame by frame and i was actually really it. i was actually really impressed with the transfer of evil dead one and two yeah i thought i thought they were really good i still haven't watched the army of darkness blu-ray yet i have the shout factory one yeah and then i haven't like, watched it I bought it because it comes with every single version of the movie, and I still haven't opened it and watched it yet. No, me neither. I, I'm tempted to get Return of the Living Dead finally because you had it and you're bragging about it, and uh, and you said you got a slipcover when you bought it on Amazon, right? Yep. It had yeah, Saran wrap over it. And yeah, it's, real, it's on sale cheap. If you notice Amazon, like their prices fluctuate almost every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes things go up or a little down. It's down to seventeen bucks. Like it's really tempting. I think. Uh, I think this week I'll pull the trigger on it. One of the special. It has the more brains documentary as a special feature. Oh yeah. I don't know if it ha- because I have the DVD of that, and the movie itself is just the first one. But then in the special features, they have other, uh, you know, featurettes of all the sequels. I don't know if it's just the original or if they put all those featurettes on there too hmm. I don't know. but it, it also has the uh, work print of the movie oh cool lie to the sheriff <laughs> why did you do that he's such a good goody two shoes mm-hmm 
He's too nice almost. It's off-putting. It's starting again. See, this is the hoe right here. Sheriff Hunt? Yes. Is that hoe? She call him Sheriff Cunt. <laughs> I wonder if there's any uh, special features on the IP Blu-ray. It's probably pretty bareback, huh? Probably, yeah. I'd love to see it. I would enjoy seeing like a featurette on that. You know, see old interviews with, like Tim Reed and fucking the Ritter. Mm-hmm. Harry Anderson. It really is a product of the times, man. A TV miniseries starring TV's finest of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> of the of the start of the 90s. Oh, John Ritter, uh, fucking Harry Anderson of Night Court and Cheers. And just, I don't know, fucking Tim Reed, man. It's weird watching it because it's like the, the kid actors treated it like it was a fucking full-blown movie and then... The adult actors kind of treated it like it was a made-for-TV movie. No, you're, you're, it really makes a lot of sense. You're right. I mean, the kids do a great job. It's almost like it could have just ended after the first part. I think I always just watched the first part as a kid. And then like when I was, I don't know, like 15 or 16, I watched the second part. And that was like for the they first really- time. I mean, it was a mini series. I don't remember how many time, how many parts they broke it up into. They probably just. just I mean, two, I don't know if they. I think. Was it they really just? Well, because. But if Norman Bates is crazy, you know that movie's so long; it still would have put each part at an hour and a half with commercials. It would have been over two hours long. You sure they didn't split each part into two parts? Maybe. Maybe. Because it, it's a little, it's a little long. I think mini series were usually like two hours long, though. But yeah, I mean, you really can't split them up as like a, a one in part one and part two, like sequels. And um, the first one is the better one. And it's just not. You see a lot of fucking Pennywise in the second one, but it's not nearly as. It's not nearly as scary. Mm hmm. This is battery acid, you slime. <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti, you want to fucking choke him with your dick in that second movie. He's so annoying. Part two. He's such a nerd. <laughs> Living with his mom. Edward! Edward. And it's what so funny. It, what is it the dad keeps telling the girl? I worry oh, about you. I, I worry a lot. <laughs> it's been too long. Since the wasn't last there time. like wasn't there like some weird thing with him maybe like wanting to have sex with her in the book or yeah, something? Yeah, like yeah, you know exact no, she was molested, right? Yeah. And, and it's really just kind of implied in the T V miniseries. But the thing is, is as a kid, I didn't catch on to that, right? When you're a kid, you don't get subtlety. Mm-hmm. And especially when it deals with adult themes that you're not really quite savvy to yet, like child molestation. Now as an adult, I can it's the same thing with Freddy Krueger, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't really think about it. I just thought, exactly. oh, he killed kids. Yeah, same thing. Um, but you know, which I don't mind. Uh, I don't. I don't mind it being alluded to. I think I appreciate that a little bit more now. I wonder how much they're going to touch upon that in the new movie. Yeah. I wonder how long the new movie is going to be. Oh, I, I think it's really. I think it's pretty long. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's got a really long runtime. Actually. I think it's. I think it's over two hours. Yeah. And they're going to have a part one and part two. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, definitely. They're going to do part two with the adults. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not. 
I did not. Have you I seen? I did not. <laughs> have you seen the trailer of the new Tommy Wiseau movie, Best no. Friends? No, not yet. I keep forgetting. Oh, I've watched it over and over again. It's Why haven't we function. done the room, dude? I don't know. We should do the room. <laughs> you know, for a while there, you know, if we were, if you were to pitch doing the room, uh, ten years ago, even five years ago, it would have been the hipster thing to do. Because <laughs> everybody likes to shit on the room, but we should do the room. Fuck it, deals do. Ah, uh, we gotta put the room in there. We'll either do uh, the room or the possession next week. Fuck, we gotta do that movie with uh We're we're gonna be guesting on the R-rated commentary too. I think oh yeah, metal. I excited we, for that. We gotta do that Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be commentary crazy that weekend. Hell yeah. We'll do we'll do one or the other. I don't know, but put the room in, dude. I mean. I'd love to fucking do the room. Mm-hmm. I love at the beginning of the movie. I like how he doesn't even build up to this shit, man. Right at the very beginning of the movie is a really long sex scene. <laughs> and it's really awkward. It goes on for, I swear, what feels like 10 minutes. It's, it's almost like some like Showtime, like Skinamax worthy. And then, of course, you got Denny who comes in there and just fucking watches the shit. And I like when they catch him, they're like rolling around in the beds with him in the sheets. <laughs> Little guy. It's really awesome. Get out of here. How'd they so this, do this shit? This is his mind. This oh, has yeah. to be his mind. Because they've triggered him. Never mind. Unless she's just going along with it. Yeah, Norman, I see all that shit. You're crazy. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, this is real. Ooh, is that a fucking big ass tampon? <laughs> Like for a really big bitch? I used it to clean up the mess and then, then I flushed it down there. Why would he flush a giant ass towel in the toilet? You said so yourself. Norman, stop talking nonsense. I tell you you What else you gonna do with it? Then how do you explain this? I'm lost. Did he say that he flushed that towel down the toilet? Yeah, he's thinking that he killed these like that's what she's trying to make him think is that he did it and blacked out. No. Oh my god. After they killed that kid. She's a girl. She deserves an Oscar. If she's like acting and pretending this whole time. You know, it couldn't have been you. Yeah. She's kind of like going against her mom at this point. Yeah. Confliction. Yeah. Cause she, she thinks he's a nice guy. He doesn't deserve this, <laughs> but she's willing to fucking sell her mom down the river. <laughs> Fuck her mom. Like seriously, like what does your mom have to have on you? For you to sit there and fold to this, right? Look at her putting her palm on the fucking pube part of the toilet seat. Isn't that fucking gross. Like, why would you fucking put your hand on that? For people not watching, she's crouching down in front of the toilet, cleaning up the blood, and she's resting her left hand, her left palm, on the front of the toilet seat where the dicks touch. That was kind of a funny, uh, fun fact too. Is in the original when you see the the toilet in the bathroom that was like really controversial because up until that point in movies they never had a toilet in the bathroom in the movies yeah you, you never saw toilets in tv shows either that's yeah, fucking weird and like you never <laughs> saw that like you never saw like parents bed like with one big bed it was always two yeah they're all they mary tyler moore shit they're separated um but that's weird like i don't get it like the toilet it's okay that's disgusting 
That's so funny, though. I can't get over it, man. She didn't fucking wash her. Did you see her wash her hands? Oh, she knows that that's a movie. Fucking a movie. A movie scene. You know a set hand, a fucking best a grip or whatever, took a shit in between sets. <laughs> probably would have If I was working on the movie, I would have taken a piss in there. I would have like it would have been one of those like blooper reels. Like she's like digging the Norman's digging the towel out and somebody pissed in it. Oh fuck. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I brought up the books. So I was gonna mention like uh the original book, Norman was way different. Mm. Uh, he was like a, a chubby dude that was bald and stuff like that. And when he's they made this, like the, he's more like the killer in Human Centipede too. Yeah, I, I remember seeing like a, a documentary about the first one where they were when they were talking about casting this guy. They were like, he looks nothing like Norman in the book, and like they thought that's gr- that's good though. You want like. You wanted people to like him and separate, yeah, yeah. But like when they made the second uh, movie, they they put it out there that they were going to make this, and I, Robert Block, the guy that wrote the original book, was like, "I can write a script for it if you want me to." And they were like, "No, we're going to go our own direction." I guess he got mad and he wrote his own book, a sequel to the the book. And uh, was it was it a series or did he just write one original book originally? He wrote one original book, and that's what the first movie was based off of—a single book. Yeah. Okay. And then because they didn't want, he basically like wrote the second one. I think it came out before the movie. He wrote it that quick, and it was it's basically like just shitting on the film industry because like mm-hmm. the plot of it was that a director wants to make a movie about Norman and stuff like that. What kind of grown-ass man has pictures of hummingbirds hung up in his house? He likes taxidermy, man. What? What a gay lord. Oh, it's scary shit. That was creepy. Why would her mom scare her own daughter? I think, yeah, at this point, they kind of don't want you to know when it's the mom and when it's the uh, the chick at the end. What? You mean his mom? Yeah. You mean you don't, you don't want to know if it's his mom or her mom? Yeah, because she was pretty genuinely scared there. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you are you insinuating that they're both running around? Oh, she know. is. Because I think I, okay, so I haven't seen this movie in years, but I think when she's at the table, like stirring her tea and talking to Norman, telling him about how he gave her up to adoption, all shit. I think she mentions that I had to kill him, Norman. I had to do it, right? Yeah. Doesn't she start like giving a little exposition, a little explanation? I think she, uh, maybe she is part of it. We'll probably have to shut our big yappers at that last scene so I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he doesn't have uh, anything that he just has all his fucking knives and shit thrown in there. What yeah, a fucking I would want to have that Neanderthal. I know it's like fuck. I know he's re- rehabilitated and all. Is that like the same fucking knife he killed her with? Okay, mother, where are you? Okay, mother, where are you? Got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, see that can't be the only, that can't be the only. Obviously, this movie has the the double twist with his mom as well. But you know, we're only an hour and eight minutes into the movie, and they just revealed that the mother's in on it, right? Yeah. So not not Norman's mom yet. Yeah, but I think it's great. I love that uh, the whole the the fake out twist. You know, there's the yeah. one twist, and there's like the, the sometimes the the first twist 
you can kind of see coming and you're like, okay, I, I think I saw that coming, but then they, it's like a fake out in the second twist. You don't see coming. I love that. Um, it makes me think of that movie get out. Did you ever watch get out? Mm-hmm. We were going to do an episode on that. Who you and Mac or I thought us? you and me, but we never got do, to. Oh, well we should do a commentary. I actually really liked it. Yeah. I liked it. It, it reminded me of a giant like Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Didn't it really like a Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side like installment? And uh, but yeah, it's like the whole the whole twist of the the family inhabiting the bodies, the brains, the black people. You obviously kind of see that you see that coming, and then you see um, well, no, you see. You see the motives, right? You see them that they're taking the black people in the auctioning. You see that the girlfriend is clearly like a hunter. You know, she brings them in. You see all that stuff a mile away. But at the very end, I didn't. The the the, the after I was faked out with the first twists, you know, I I honestly didn't see that the the grandparents were in the that the house. You know, mm-hmm. people. I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't catch that. But the thing is, I think it might have been obvious. But that's the beauty of the fake out twist. Like it kind of lets you your guard gets let down after you get that first one. Like okay, that's it. I was right. Then bam. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It was like tales from the crypt. I'll protect you. They should have just shoehorned in the crypt keeper in the beginning and end of it. That, that's all they did. You know, like the God. What's that fucking one with Tim Curry? That third tales from the crypt movie. Ritual. That isn't. They just literally. It doesn't have a, an intro, an outro. They just like threw the Tales in the Crypt name on it. Yeah, that's a shit never, movie, by the way. Never seen that one. I tried watching it, man. I was oh, put to sleep. You can use a sleeping bag. But was that the case with Bordello of Blood? Like, well, I think those Tales were written Crypt? like that. Okay, maybe. was it written for Tales in the Crypt? Maybe it was like a different. Maybe it was like its own script, and they rewrote it. Maybe. Start telling. I'm pretty sure uh, the studios pull from their big stack of scripts and be like, oh, we can turn this into a Tales from the Crypt. Probably, yeah. You know, but like it, it blows me away because there's so many other episodes of the series of Tales from the Crypt that have such better content, much better content, like you think would be more suitable for a movie. And you watch Bordello Blood, I'm like, and even Demon Knight, I'm like, man, I could think of a million better episodes of the show than these, right? Yeah. He's not like a normal serial killer. You know, he doesn't like even try and rape her or anything. What are you doing, Norman? Look at that. He should have. Norman, put the knife down. Nobody's going to come in the door. She's got balls, man. She's like, like I said, she's super invested. She didn't even freak the fuck out when he was standing above her. Yeah. He was she's standing tr- over. And originally she was trying to like come hang out with them and poke him with a stick. Yeah. Trying to get him to freak out again. But he's like standing over in the dark with a knife and she wakes up and doesn't even scream. Mm-hmm. Like, she, look at it. She looks a little tense here, but man. She's not your typical yes, Norman, you 19, 20 year old girl in this situation. Let them take me back. Like she's gonna fucking have a say. Hide me. <laughs> but yeah, like the book of Psycho Two was fucking. I kind of want to like talk about it, but 
Well, why not? Be, Go for it. There, there might be people that are like, I was that. I didn't want you to spoil that shit. I was going to read that old ass book. I was going to go find it at a Goodwill. <laughs> no, just fucking talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert, everybody. If you want to read a, the fucking book. It's been a while, but if like, I remember it being like Norman breaks out because he, he hears that they're making a movie about him. He breaks out to go. It's basically like a Jay and Silent Bob. He breaks out to go to Hollywood <laughs> to, to stop the movie from being made. That or sounds something. awful. I, for, I forgot exactly what his motive was, but basically, uh, at the beginning, he's uh, he kills a nun and he's dressed up like the nun and he's hitchhiking. <sighs> oh, like fucking uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> it's kind of similar in part in Psycho Three too. There's a nun hitchhiking or an ex nun, mm. but uh, somebody picks him up like a truck driver or something, and then there's a struggle. He like goes after him with a knife, and then it cuts to like his uh. The guy that was talking to him while he was in the sanitarium, like they, the producers of the movie go to them, go to him to get like, oh yeah, we want to like you have you on set as a consultant so we can ask you stuff about him and stuff. And he, he doesn't want to do it and shit, and he, but he ends up doing it after like a bunch of like twisting his arm and shit. And like the whole book is kind of told through his perspective and mm-hmm murders start happening and everything and um yeah i'm trying to remember because it's been a while but the, the the twist ending of that of that one was at the end you find out like oh it, it wasn't norman doing all the killing because was it a movie within a movie no the thing was like remember like when he dressed up as the nun and went after the guy with the knife, they end up finding the cops find the aftermath of it. And it's a, a burnt up body because the truck was set on fire. And then at the end, it's revealed that, oh, the body that you thought was the guy that picked Norman up was actually Norman. Norman was dead the entire book. And the guy doing the killers was his fucking uh, psychologist who was basically having a split personality and, and becoming Norman. Yeah, he was okay. He was uh, what the fuck? Yeah, did the was, book come out first or the movie, which got released first? I think the book got put out first. I think he wanted the book to come out first, just to kind of as a fuck you. To well, the I mean, I gotta say though, I'm sure they were being written and everything at the same time, but they do have similar tones where it's got the fake out where Norman wasn't really the bad guy, you know? Yeah, and then he went on to write another one called Psycho House, which I guess is a big turd, and I still haven't read that one. I can't believe you. So you read this book. You actually read that last book. The second one. Yeah. You didn't read the first one. Yeah. I read the first one. I love the first one. Okay. Is the, how, how accurate is the source material? I know the character is portrayed differently, but shot for shot pretty much besides Norman being fat, like, yeah, different. So I have a question. So even though they describe him as fat and bald or whatever the fuck he is, when you're reading the book, are you still picturing Anthony Perkins? You have to be pretty much. Yeah. You in that it's funny how like a movie you only have one chance to paint a picture of something a book is portraying in your mind. Um, and if you see that picture in a movie first, it ruins you. It's like I read the Pet Cemetery book after I saw the movie. So when I was reading the book, I was picturing fucking Gage and I was picturing fucking <laughs> uh <laughs> fucking Judd and, and and you're picturing all the actors. Why wouldn't you picture Judd? 
it's not totally bad because, you know, I was thinking of Fred Gwynn. I was. It's not totally bad, though, because it does kind of assist you. Like, you know what the setting looks like. And it, I don't know. Yeah, that was revealed in the, the documentary that uh, Fred Gwynn actually re- really wanted to do that movie because he, like, he really connected to the script, I guess, because he actually lost a son when he was uh, a little younger. I guess his son was like playing out in the woods or something and fell and ended up dying somehow. I forgot. And he want he wanted to relive that shit. What the fuck? I don't know. It was maybe just he connected. You know, I really connect with this script <laughs> just, because just, I haven't <laughs> I haven't worked since the monsters. That's why I want to do it. <laughs> Probably just like uh, knowing like that that wanting to bring them back somehow. Do you think when the actor who played Gage had to like put his lips around his neck, you think he got a boner? Oh, they actually mentioned whenever they were shooting that they they had him like they were like, yeah, just just bend down and bite into this prosthetic on his on his neck, and like Fred Gwynn like reacted like oh, and I guess it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> it scared the shit out of the kid. Yeah, whenever they were filming it, they must have edited that part out. They just got the good part. Yeah, ah, I like the fucking sound effect he makes. The sound effects he makes. Ah. <laughs> Hi, Daddy, I love you. Hi, Daddy, I love you. And he's like ignoring him. Hi, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> Remember when we did a commentary of that? We got all bummed out. <laughs> what? Oh, because <laughs> it's fucking sad. Yeah. Hi, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that was the. Uh, I was work. I I was working on that like commentary video of like the highlights for a while, and that's yeah. when I kind of like realized like I don't think we're gonna be able to make videos of this for all these commentaries. Some of them just don't work. Oh, for the five minutes. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Did we make a tasteless joke when his shoe was flying in the air? I don't remember. I think some one of us caved. Maybe, yeah. I think we had to, because it was so serious, we had to break it up with something. I think we had to break it up with some kind of tasteless joke. Mm-hmm. Thinner's an okay Stephen King adaptation. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I mean, it's not a great movie, but I, I, I think it's actually pretty loyal to the source material, so I think you could argue that the book's just kind of on the same part too, the story. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad. It's enjoyable. That was Richard Bachman too, wasn't it? I I don't remember. Probably, I'm pretty sure it. The movie plays out like it was a a short story, you know. Yeah, you know, a, a pretty much. Like, yeah, it does. It. it it seems like a, it seems like a really really extended, Tales from the Crypt. It seems like it could easily be con- condensed into like 45 minutes, right? Yeah, I okay. I kind of like. I want you to watch Base Motel so I could like talk to you about it because I I don't know if I like it so much just because I'm a like like I'm a mark for this series pretty much or if it's just really good. Did it end? Did it end prematurely? Uh, the fifth season was its last season. Yeah, it was set up to be five seasons. Oh, it was. They said that. Hmm. I'll have to check it out, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. I like it. But I, I admitted, like, I think if you go back and listen to Mac and Zach, like, whenever that show came out, I was like, oh, man, 
even if the show ends up being shitty, I'll still watch it because I love the series. I wonder who that could be. No, I need to watch. I've been dying for a new show to be to to get into. So, I mean, if it's if it's one of those shows that I'll be addicted to, I kind of like the idea that it's only five seasons, right? It's not like a huge investment. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mother. Um, I'm sorry, Mother. This is where the uh, third act kicks in. Roman, stop it. This is not your mother. It is not your mother. Lila, are you there? There's no one on the line. He's lost. Why, why, is, he, why is he dressed like he's like going to do interpretive dance on stage somewhere? Some community. The turtleneck. The turtleneck. The turtleneck. I think I've only wore a, tor- a turtleneck once in my life, and it was like in second grade, and I was like, I yeah. hate this. No, when I was in elementary school, my mom used to make me wear turtlenecks, and they're, yeah, so, I, they're I, so gay. I couldn't they're stand so it. Gay. I like folded they're it inside to make it feel normal. Yeah, it's weird because they're like thin material, and then you got, you got something thin covering your neck. I can understand it if it's like one of the sweaters with like the, the thing around it, I guess, because if you're trying to stay warm, but... Wasn't that like a joke on Seinfeld? Like it's like you have a little, a really weak midget strangling you. I don't know, but uh, it just feels unnatural. Yeah, it feels like you're getting choked. Yeah, which I know you're you're normally into, Zach. Mm-hmm. Especially with that midgets. Mm-hmm. So now he's kind of officially kind of like crazy, right? Yeah, he's lost it. Yeah, oh, the scene coming up where he's coming at, like coming at her when she has the knife, and he starts grabbing at it at the blade. That always like makes me cringe. Oh, I'll have to watch it. I can't recall it. But yeah, so the whole the whole second, the bulk of the second act is him teetering back and forth, back and forth, trying to like get a grip. And the third one, he just loses it. He's gone. Mm-hmm. She is pretty hot. Yeah, she's hot. What if you found out she had a dick and she was a transsexual? I'd suck it. <laughs> you let her fuck your ass. <laughs> I'd suck it. You you <laughs> you suck her, her tits while you, she fucked your ass. Yeah. Oh God. Slap my face with her dick. It's gross, man. I'd suck her dick and her her fat balls would break both my collarbones. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What do you mean? Did you ever watch the uh the remake with Vince Vaughn? No, I boycott that shit, man. That I whenever I signed up for Voodoo, I got it for free with a couple other movies like uh Rudy and uh, uh I was why I wondering why murder. some I was wondering why some questionable movies were on your Voodoo. I saw yeah. so I married an axe murder, I saw Rudy, and I saw the psycho remake. The psycho remake, I'm like, okay, maybe he was curious. But the other two, I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah, those came with my... They're all just like standard definition free movies I got. Actually, I got uh, the Grandma's Boy recently on there. Been watch oh, really? Like, what's recently? Grandma's Boy, yeah. Like, uh, I just, I think, a couple days ago. Yeah, because I didn't notice that on there, man. I fucking love that movie, man. I was trying to like find the Blu-ray, and I saw that it's not on Blu-ray, so I just bought it on there. You know what I noticed? Um, so I didn't notice this when I was on the Voodoo on the PC 
but I actually downloaded the app for my PlayStation. The free movies or no, I downloaded the Voodoo app. Yeah. What'd you notice? I noticed that on that, it actually combined your movies and my movies together. Hmm. Now, do you notice that when you watch mine? Do you see my movies on there? I, I've only I got a few. You haven't. You got to add me to your uh, list. Oh, I thought it just synced us. Do I have to add you two back? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I, I should do that then because it's kind of cool because I have all your stuff and I don't have that. I mean, I have like a just a fraction of what you got, but I do have a shit ton of movies that I need to like go back and put on there. I just I just got lazy with it. I have a whole bunch. I probably could. But it's actually yeah. kind of cool because it's just it's almost like it looks like you just stacked your list. So I'll have to mm-hmm. do that for you too. I'll see what movies I got. It kind of makes you want to go through my collection. I mean, they're probably all out of date. But you said there's like a racket you can run, right? Call them up, be like, hey. Yeah, it seems like for a lot of them they just kind of removed the expiration date. I said that word expiration. <laughs> yeah, expiration. <laughs> But didn't you say, like, even ones that don't, you can call it Voodoo and be like, hey, this one didn't work? Yeah, like, a couple I had, like, I bought movie. Like, if you get, like, a used movie or something, I I have a couple times, and, like, you get ones that are expired, and you'll just be like, oh, I actually just bought this movie new, and it just came with oh. an expired one. Yeah, that's, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty legit, right? Because you could buy some movie that's been sitting in Best Buy for a while. Yeah. I might try that. Usually, though, if I notice that the date's expired, I'll try it and it'll still work. How long are they usually good for? Are they at least good for like a couple years? I think so, yeah. Because I have a lot of movies. I'd like to check it out and see. Because now, I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. I didn't even think like there's got to be an app for it to put on my TV. Because I'm thinking, because originally I never was into the whole voodoo, blue, uh, ultraviolet thing. Because it's like, well, I don't watch movies on my laptop. I, wa- I wasn't either. I got into it because of Angus. It was the only way you could get HD well, Angus. And then I just started I, watching movies on it. I thought the only way that I'd really get used out of it is if like, well, I could see myself doing it when I travel and I'm watching stuff on a laptop, but I'll never use it. But now that I, I didn't even fucking think about it, but there's like an app for everything. I'm like, I can put the voodoo app on my TV and everything else. Like, man, it's like, I, it's like having all my shit there. Mm-hmm. It's like I should, I should totally do it. So it's cool. Now I kind of wish everything came with a voodoo code, like, you know, Psycho 2, 3 that I bought and all these shout. Yeah. None of the shout movies come with them, do they? None of the Screen Factory titles, right? I don't know. Sometimes they do, like, new movies, and those ones might start telling. So what are they digging out of the lake there? That's uh, whose car? I think they find... uh, Actually, I... I think remember, they're looking. Remember in Psycho Four, doesn't he like drown his girlfriend? Um, in the lake, like when he's like young, when he's he's like on a date. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to watch it. I might have to complete my collection and get Psycho Four now. But um, you got the first one. No, I actually didn't. They they released a uh, like a pretty good version of that last year, didn't they? Psycho One. Yeah. I, I don't own it, do you? I have, I didn't get the one they just released. Like, they put out, whenever they first put out the Psycho Blu-ray, it was like that, whatever, how many years edition, anniversary mm-hmm. edition. Like, it was on sale for a while, and then it, like, went out of print for a little bit. And I bought, like, 
uh, a European one Blu-ray that had all the same stuff that was region free. But I think that that one's back in print. Is that? Do you have that on Voodoo by chance or no? I don't think you did. No. Uh oh, mother against what the fuck? <laughs> That's a slasher fucking move. Yeah, I I think I remember them saying that they that was an insert that they shot because the studio wanted something more one, of the times kill like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this came out in eighty three. This is kind of the turn of the Friday Thirteenth Halloween. Yeah, shit. you really didn't need it though. I, I I think it's cool that they added it because I'm a fan of that stuff. But like, they could have left any gore out or like yeah, at least so any uh, violent kill out and it'd still work. I can't remember if this movie. I think it was part three. I think uh, Tony Perkins wanted to uh, shoot that whole movie in black and white, but decided not to. Oh, he wanted part, but didn't, wasn't part four partially in black and white or am I crazy or no? Mm, yeah. Maybe like certain flashbacks and stuff. Maybe not. How come, uh, I always want to call him Tony Perkis, dude from fucking heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Every, whenever I, every time I watch uh heavyweights, I, I always think that I'm like Tony Perkis, do they name him after, <laughs> but then I, like I really, Oh, the last name. No, I, no, I know they're different, but like I, I almost like slip it like, oh, Tony, Tony Perkis. But yeah. no, how come I wonder why he didn't do the uh, Psycho 4? Why didn't he direct it? I mean, if he directed the third one. Um, I'm trying to remember if he I think he directed two movies, Psycho 3 and something else. I could be wrong by by the time four was coming out. It was actually really close to when he ended up dying. Mm. Maybe like a couple years before. I wish I still had the VHS of um, Psycho 2. Did you notice? um, No, I think I'm wrong. I think he ended up dying a little bit, like quite a bit later. Let's see here. Did you? Why is it that uh, Scream Factory didn't change the cover art for Psycho 2 and 3? I remember when it came out, they said, like, they said uh, Universal asked them not to for some reason. So they just used the original art. I mean, because they're special editions and everything. Yeah, they, they said. They usually, I they wonder why. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have a problem with it. I kind of like the, uh, I like the cover of Psycho 2. I think it's cool. Um, and that's one of the, uh, that's one of the original posters I have in my closet somewhere. Oh, you have a, you have the one sheet. I think I do. I did uh, a psycho two. Is it folded or no? I think it's folded. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking badass though, man. It it was kind of bad condition though, around the edges. That do you, how much did you get that for? It was cheap. I don't, I'm not, I don't it's remember. actually a cool cover. I'd like, that'd be a fun, but like psycho three, uh, I actually like that cover cause it looks hokey as shit. Yeah. <laughs> or he's handing you the key. I mean, it looks like a slasher movie, but it doesn't look like the kind of poster I'd put on my wall, you know, like a one sheet. Yeah. I remember like back in like sixth grade going to film video and they still had VHSs and they had a uh, psycho 
like Psycho Two, Psycho Three, and I was with my friend. I was I was like, I want to rent this, and he looked at. It, he's like, Psycho. <laughs> so every time, hey, like, Yo yeah, every time I look at the third movie and see that cover, I'm like, Psycho. Oh, what the fuck, man? Did uh, did E.T.'s Elliot play young Norman Bates? Why is there a picture? Uh, I think he did in the fourth one. That's what I'm saying, in the fourth one. Yeah. Wow, he did. I forgot all fucking about that, man. Henry Thomas? Mm-hmm. Wow. This movie was his real son who went on to direct some more movies. He, he he directed that uh, Black Coat's daughter that I showed you. Yeah, dude, talk about another uh, actor following in his footsteps who was in a big movie and his career went to shit. Henry Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I the cover of uh, Psycho Four kind of looks even more generic. Yeah, that it, it's the same one on the Blu-ray too. I actually got the Blu-ray of that recently, too. Was it called Psycho 4 when it was on TV, or was it just called uh, Psycho the Beginning or whatever the fuck it is? I think there was a 4, yeah. They did the same thing with, like, uh, the Omen 4. There was an Omen 4 that was a new kid. It was a girl. Now, was Psycho 4... Was Psycho 4 made and produced with the intention of going to TV or was it a case where they just made it and they couldn't get it marketed for they couldn't get they couldn't get it in theaters and they settled for TV? I think it was TV from the beginning. Yeah. TV from the beginning. Does it does, so it's not violent then is what I'm saying. Not really. It's to- no, totally neutered. There might have been stuff taken out for the TV version, too. Dude, I've, I've totally forgot Henry Thomas was in this. He's not he's not a bad young Norman either. Yeah. Hmm. Now I want to watch it, man. I think I have to complete it and get the fourth one. I like it. I think it's I interesting. Just, I just hate that you can't. It kind of so- like yeah, the the last act is cheesy because he like goes back to the house and sees ghosts, which are conveniently the characters you've seen in that movie specifically. He doesn't see like ghosts from part two or anything like that. Did Psycho 4 even come with a slipcover from the beginning or is that one just totally naked? Um, Did they really release two, three, and four at the same time and not give one of them a slipcover? Uh, I think Psycho 4 came out later, quite a bit later. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, actually, Psycho 4 is the only one that I didn't get a slipcover with. Well, and I've ordered them both all the whole series a couple of times to see if I can get a slipcover the second time. Um, and uh, from Amp, so they 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 must have just had a fucking shit ton of slip. Or I'm guessing maybe they just didn't sell that well. Because um, I'm imagining the ones that sell a lot, they run it. They have to you know reprint or whatever. They don't make slipcovers for them, right? That's why they guarantee you slipcovers the first three months only. But Psycho yeah. two and three. I'm guessing they just didn't sell that well because I bought them from Screen Factory and then I also bought them from Amazon as well. And bo- both from Screen Factory and the Amazon copies 
all had slip covers. The same movies that had slip covers that I got from Shout Directly had slip covers at Amazon. Probably, so, like yeah, like I was saying, this mo- like these the series is underrated. I think, so yeah, they might not have sold very well. I've I've heard people say that like, oh, don't even bother with any of the Psycho series uh, sequels; they're all shitty. I'm just like, what? I still feel with that wig on. And that knife, that voice. Is that Meg Tilly? Yeah. Yeah, Meg Tilly, did she put on the costume? Mm-hmm. I can't she's hear trying you to pull, Yeah, she's, she's trying to pull a Jason Voorhees. Okay. I don't know if that was your fucking audio or if that was my short. My mic's I thought I accidentally unplugged my microphone. Okay, she's trying to bring him back a little bit. Dude, she kind of looks fucking hot in the wig, man. I'd fuck no, my, my I hate this thing, man. Like, I, I don't care if it's Amazon or Shout Factory, especially Amazon, man. When you get something with a box or a slipcover, it's like they intentionally want to fuck them all up. Because I got a I got a slipcover with Psycho Three, and it was fucking banged up. And uh, you remember how I I returned my Amityville Horror box set to Shout Factory to get a because the box was really fucked up, mm-hmm. and I and I and I got oh fuck. That was Ow. a slasher move too. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, no, and then they, I just got my my replacement in the mail two days ago. They replaced my fucking busted up box with another busted up box. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I just now I'm now I'm fucking over it. Like whatever. Is it worse just, than the first one was? It's not quite as bad as the first one, so I'll just fucking settle. Because not only were the not only was the box kind of crushed and looked like shit, um, but also the cases were damaged too. So, mm. but now the cases, I mean, there's a little bit of damage, but the cases for the most part are okay. And I'm just fucking settling with it, but it's bullshit, dude. Like I clearly, it's, it's a pretty small ran business over there. Like the guy you talk to for replacements, he's the same guy that will send you the replacements. He'll, you know, and so this guy, knowing what my issue was, replaced it with another fucking one that wasn't like perfect it just kind of pisses me off i don't i'm not i don't really i've had a bad experience with shout factory yeah look at him oh yeah this is the scene he, i was talking about where he grabs the knife he's just fucking taking it he's he's a lot like tony perkis right he's too he's too strong he can't feel the pain he's walking right like <laughs> walking on that broken glass right walking through yeah. that knife you're too weak and i'm too strong ah Ah. <laughs> oh, wow! Her mother already looks like that. Why does her mother look like shit already like that? She was killed a while ago. But but he, he, did he do that or did did Norman's real mother do it? His real mom, yeah. He only kills her. He didn't kill her. See? Oh, he only kills his mom. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. What a time for them to walk in. They just shot Meg Tilly. You never gonna see them titties again. I didn't see him the first time. We saw we saw what might have been a body double. Anytime I see like titties that aren't attached to the face, I did they show him in the shower scene? Yeah, just real quick when she got out. I missed it. I missed it, man. You'd think 
God, you'd think he'd have a hard uphill battle, man, somehow convincing that he had no part in that with his record. This is crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this last scene. You know, for a, a damn near two hour long movie, it kind of went by fast. Yeah. I, th- I don't think that I think this is isn't the longest one we've done still, though. I think we I think uh, Halloween Rob Zombie's movie was was over two hours. Was it really? Yeah. Leave Norman alone. So she murdered her own mother over Norman? Looks like it. Oh, okay. So she's taking the rap, too, for killing her own mom? Mm hmm. Tried to blame the murders on Norman. Or maybe only the daughter did. That's fucking whacked out, man. Like, there's just too much Swiss cheese logic. Like, if even if I was, like, doing the case myself, I would. I would find it super hard to believe that both the mother and the daughter were both that fucked up in the head. One of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the whole thing is just so cockamamie. It's too perfect. Like, it was just a series of fortunate coincidences. What about it, Norman? You ready to go home? It'll all be in my report tomorrow, gentlemen. I'm surprised they didn't do like a throwback. They should have like had the face on his, uh, the camera on his face when he was sitting there and his head lift up, like from the first one. Mm-hmm. And now we get to see the bitch. I was like, man, d- dude, this is like back in the day where people just weren't pussies. I guess he literally got stabbed about 15 times and they didn't even make him stay the night in the hospital. Yeah, they probably would. Like they, nowadays, they make you, you know, stay the night if you got a fever. Sometimes, you know, something. Like we better keep you the night. They want you to pay that money. I was like the shot where she's walking up to the house. You know, they kind of, they kind of did. They kind of did the whole fake out two killer thing before Scream did. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, because the mother and the daughter, and actually there's three killers. Isn't that fucked up? I mean, there's so much going on. There might I watched Scream 4 for the first time since the theater recently. I still don't know what You watched Scream of. what? Scream 4. Oh, your shit's going out again. For the first time since I saw it in the theater. And I still don't know really what to think of it. Yeah, I saw Scream 4 one time, and uh, I mean, I'm so over those movies, but I want to say I guess I like Scream 4 better than the third one, maybe, but I mean, they're all shit. It's kind of on par with the third one, I think. Isn't that kind of a weird movie they resurrected? It's like, let's let's look at at that ass shot, him bending over. Um, Don't you think it's kind of on par? The chick that played one of the killers in the new movie. Yeah, Emma, Emma, Emma Roberts. She's, I think she's kind of hot. She's, dude, she's a, uh, yeah. what's her name's niece, and I really, really want to fuck her. But dude, this is Brittany Kaiser's house, and I really, really want to fuck her. Yeah, she's Julia Roberts' niece, and she's Eric Roberts' daughter. Yeah. She's also in that movie I just mentioned earlier that Perkins' son directed, the Black Coat's daughter. She, she was also in that uh, Nickelodeon movie, Hotel for Dogs. She was on a Nickelodeon show before yeah, I know. called something i forgot yeah i know 
Um, but yeah, Eric Roberts did a convention. Uh, Casey Crypt. Yeah, it's a good shot, man. Is that a green screen? What the fuck? It might be. Eric Roberts did Kansas City Crypticon a couple years ago. I wanted to go there and just tell him, hey, man, your daughter grew up really nice. I just want to congratulate you. I jacked off before I came here. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I would have brought the magazine with her picture on it with, you know, with the, my mess on it. Like, hey, look at this. Will you sign this? Have you ever seen those pictures on the Internet? No. They're called like jizz tributes where they take a picture of an actor or actress and jizz on their face and take a picture of it. And Never. Like, put them online. That's a thing that exists. <laughs> So this is the first. Is it this? Is this not the first time that she's shown herself in the movie? I think so. Or she pretended to be someone else, and he already introduced her. Because it really is kind of out of left field. You think? Yeah, it would she make- might have showed up before. That's what just- I'm saying. You you think it'd make more sense to sort of plant that seed early on? But I don't know. I kind of want to hear this. He's obviously giving her the poison tea, Sugar. which I don't know why he's going to give her poison tea when he's just going to fucking hit her head with a shovel. Are you really my mother? The name Spool doesn't mean anything to you? Spool. No. Sure. Okay, so she she must have shown herself early in the movie. The woman you thought she did, yeah. Was my sister. I had you when I was very young. I'm very young. I couldn't handle a brand new baby, especially uh, being by myself. I I had some trouble and the state hmm. of me away for a while. That's when Norma took you in. Yeah, I think when I watched this for the first time, I thought she probably was crazy. Like, she's probably not telling the truth here, or maybe she thinks she does. I never really thought this really was his mom. I always just saw it as, okay, this is a way to get another body in the cellar. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, well, if anything, it seems like it's, like I said, to signify that he's officially batshit crazy, like it's him crossing over, right? Yeah. But, uh, and leading into the, this next movie, obviously, but, um, so when you watch Bates Motel, they don't acknowledge any of this shit. Yeah, it's a prequel. I know, but in modern so, times. so they don't, they don't acknowledge that Norma Bates isn't his mother. No. And I have a question too. So if that's really his mother, why did she name her son after her sister? Isn't that yeah. kind of weird? Wait, why, why, why do you sit there and lurch forward like, oh, take a big drink? Oh, here it is. Oh. I never meant to hit you over the head with that shovel. Fuck that shovel. Yeah. So what do you think triggered him? Was he like pissed off at her because it's like, hey, you fucking left me or or maybe he just wanted a new mother. Yeah, maybe he just wants another uh Mother. Mother sitting around the house. Hmm. Yeah, in the series, whenever he digs up his mom and takes her to his house, it's like, I'd still fuck her. Hey, man, you're ruining it for me, man. (laughs) I mean, I know that's where the story goes, but I have no idea what the series is going to like. Don't ruin it for me, man. Ah, oh, you fucking! I ain't gonna watch it now. Because <laughs> now I know she's gonna die in the series. 
Because that's the kind of thing where I think How it's going to happen. At the, well, I would think it would happen at the very end or something because I thought she was like a real main star of it. She is, yeah. But I would think that maybe happens like at the end of the series or something. The end of like season four, something like that. Uh, but there you go. Uh, Ruining it. Be- because Norman sees himself. All right, man. Why the her. fuck? Come on. I She's get it. still I get in it. the rest of the why series. Are you, why are you ruining it for me? I keep telling you. How can I ruin it? It's a story we all know. <laughs> but you're telling me when it's going to happen. So I'm going to be watching this fucking dumbass show and I'll be like, okay, I'm almost to the part where she's going to die now because I know what's happening in season whatever. <laughs> Just uh, no more. No more, Mr. Toomey. No more. Truly loves you. Truly loves you. Does, uh, no vacancy! Really do, do you think he's really still doing that voice? Is he hearing the voice or is he doing the voice? You just told me not to tell you anything. I'm talking about this fucking movie, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's probably... He might be doing it or hearing it. Does it really matter? <laughs> Why would he put the fucking body in the window that might just be in his head everybody can see it it's a pretty cool last uh, shot though I guess the I'm reading that the uh, original poster for this movie was originally like a Christmas card that all the crew members had and, and gave to all the cast members and I guess somebody was like hey this would look good on the poster so oh he's silhouette standing out there yeah that's cool. It's it's yeah. a good it's a good movie. You know they didn't uh, they didn't reprise the famous score and theme in this. Yeah, I read that too. That the the director wanted uh, Harry Goldsmith so much that even the studio even said like you can use the music cues from the original. We can get. I think they even said like the same guy could do it if he was still alive. He's like, I want Harry Goldsmith to do it. I guess uh, there was a song written as Norman's theme that they didn't like, and it ended up getting used in the movie, uh, Twilight Zone movie. Which is, uh, gosh, I can't remember if I like Twilight Zone movie or not. It's it's one of those like anthologies. I know I've so seen it. Some parts are some of the stories are better executed than others. Uh, like God, what's the Joe Dante's is good, and the one with John Lithgow. And I like the wraparound with, uh... You want to see something really scary? Which which, which anthology movie am I thinking of that has, like, a mummy? Um, that's Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. I think. Okay, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, because I saw it too. That movie I didn't like. Yeah. And I thought I would because I love Tales. That's right. I think originally, I think originally, Tales from the Dark Side movie was gonna be Creep Show Three. Creep Show Three. I think. Yeah. I think somebody told me that. I read that somewhere. But uh, either way, it's just boring, and it's got a couple of name actors in it. I can't fucking remember who's in it. Yeah, like some Corey Feldman types, right? I'm forgetting too. I kind of want to look it up real quick. But yeah, man, I didn't like that either. Um Dark side. There we have it. That's a classic in my book. That's one of my favorites. I'd like to watch. Oh, what tells the dark side of the series? Oh no, this movie we're talking about. Um, <laughs> another uh, anthology movie. Uh, one of the first ones probably was Black Sabbath. You know. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to do too. The fucking Mario Bava. You know the fucking doll and shit. Um, the movie. 
Let me see. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Did you ever watch I'll, Terror Tract? No, I never did. I think I sent you the link to watch it on YouTube with John Ritter. You told me about it. You t- and it had doesn't have Brian Cranston. Yeah, it's not bad. I think it's I think it's pretty good. So what's this? Uh, Stephen King did he? What does that have to do with Tales from the Dark Side? Uh, did he work it, on an episode or something? Well, I'm looking at Tales from the Dark Side. It looks like it's an alternate cover for the movie. And yeah, because I see the mummy and it says Stephen King's name very big at the top. And underneath his name is George Romero, um, Conan Doyle, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. What the fuck? And huh. Michael McDowell. Maybe but, Stephen uh, King's Annette or something. Oh, that's right. Okay. It has Debbie Harry, Julianna Moore, Julianna Moore. <gasps> Debbie Hold Harry. Yeah, she's hot. Yes, Debbie Harry, Christian Slater, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got a lot of fucking people. Remember those it. Disney Channel original movies with him? <laughs> yeah, and it's got William Hickey, the green boy. <laughs> I can't see him from fucking Major Pain. James yeah. Ramar. It's got uh, David Johansson from the fucking New York Dolls. Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Niagara Falls. Um... Yeah, so it does. And the movie's just not good. I don't know. I just remember being very, very uh, stock. So Yeah, underwhelming. Yeah, it's kind of lame. But that was Psycho 2, everybody. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, for a movie that was that long and for it to kind of go by that briskly is always a good thing. And it, it seems like the kind of movie that could so easily have gone the other direction and been a drag, right? Because it does kind of have a slow. It's kind of like a weird slow burn vibe to it. But it, it it still moves at a pace, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, similar to the original one, too. Kind of yeah, yeah, pace. yeah. So Because it doesn't need a whole lot of shit going on. It doesn't need yeah. a whole lot of explosives and kills. It's, just, and it's all about the characters themselves, especially well, Norman. That's probably why it's a, it, it, it's, it moves as swiftly as it does, because your mind's always thinking. Because it's, you know, it's kind of like the whodunits, making your mind think, um, yeah. I guess, turning the wheels in our head. But it's really good. And, dude... Oh, we got to do Psycho 3 also. So I don't know which we should do next because I, I think you're right. We should do The Possession again. Um, I We got to do Psycho 3. But what's the other movie we were talking about earlier? I can't remember. Um, That I really want to do, man. I can't. I can't. I can't fucking remember. It's it's out of my mind now. Too. I'm so excited about it, too. Clearly, I'm well, not we'll hear it. We'll, we'll, I'll hear it when we're editing it. We got I'll a few that box. we really want to do, basically, um, that I could easily do next week. So, and I remember the one that we can't fucking remember is the one. Oh, I the, room. the room. The room would be a lot of fun. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. And, uh, but anyway, as always, let us know what your recommendations are. You know, we do take requests. Uh, this was requested um, a week or two ago. And we want to do three. You know, we'll probably knock out four at some point too. But uh, keep those re- requests going and throw them our way. And while you're on YouTube, if that's where you're watching this thing, consider switching over to iTunes or, you know, adding it to your palette because on iTunes, as we always mention, uh, our non-neutered versions go up there. YouTube and Google, they very strict folks. Uh, we're not going to be able to put any film audio in the YouTube version. We're not going to be able to put any licensed music. Um, it's it's pretty much just us talking and it's still enjoyable. So if you, if you like it, more power to you. But the iTunes version goes up a day earlier, usually most of the time, 99% of the time. And Zach gets to put in all his uh, audio candy in there. We got the movie playing. 
We got sweet little fun intros and outros. And um, Zach, what's the status on Google Play, man? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Still like having trouble. Like we might have to like uh, email TalkShoe or whatever. What's the problem? Because every time I like try to get it in there and then it like it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to send you a, a confirmation email to this email. And then it says like fucking support at TalkShoe.com. It's like, that's not our email. I can't get into that email. And they're like, if you can't get into this email, then then change the email address link to the RSS feed. I'm like, how the fuck do I do that? So yeah, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Send a send them and send them, send them an email. See if they get a response back. And in the meantime, I'll also talk to Riverman because that's the that's the frustration is is Riverman's one that set all that shit up originally. Um, yeah. So it's like, I have a hard time speaking for it, but send them an email. I'll talk to Riverman and we'll see what's going on. Cause we want all you Google people to not be deprived of uh, the greatness that is revival house commentaries and our other fine podcasts and interviews and whatnot. But uh, regardless, while you're at iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us five star reviews there, help us get to the top there. And uh, when we are on Google, you'll be the first to know, leave us reviews on there as well. And if YouTube is your uh, poison of choice, subscribe to us there and tell all your friends about us. Um, And also, I know I say this a lot, but I've been having some trouble with it, but uh, it's, it is, it is coming very, very soon. Revivalhouse.net. We're going to tell you about that as soon as it's uh, going to drop. And then of course, we're going to have a fun time getting all of our podcasts backloaded up onto it. Um, that'll probably, we'll probably just do that little by little, getting all the backlog shit while we're putting up new quality. And uh, I'm, I'm just waiting, Zach, as soon as that goes live, that's when I want to launch the, uh, the new paranormal podcast. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool to, you know, have something new to launch with it, right? So, do we come up with a name yet? Uh, man, Corn of the Macabre was taken, so I've been broken hearted ever since. <laughs> Were you really considering that? I thought it was funny, <laughs> but, but it wasn't a funny podcast. No, it's not. That's what sucks is it's such a funny name, and you want to do it because it's so funny and stupid. But it's not <laughs> a funny podcast. It's actually really serious. Um, so we're still trying to think. And in fact, you know what? Why not? If you guys have any, uh, I mean, I have a short list, but if anybody out there in podcast land, YouTube, iTunes land has any recommendations for a cool name I should, uh, consider for the podcast, throw it my way. We'll see what, we'll see what happens because, uh, I have a short list, but anyway, a lot of new stuff coming. We're going to stop rambling. Just make sure you spread the love, spread the love and also follow, uh, uh, Mac and Zach save the world. Uh, Zach here, his other podcast, uh, on YouTube and iTunes as well, where, um, you know, they usually, you guys have been pumping out more content lately than you guys were for a while. Nobody follows us on YouTube pretty much. Yeah. So when I tell you guys to follow them, start listening to what I say. And, and we actually there. have like stuff there that isn't on the podcast version, like us playing Friday the 13th, the game and stuff. No, it's it's really, really fun stuff. So please go over there. Man, I guess we, we could always probably try and link you guys too on these videos too. But it'll happen. Everybody will know the mad, the majestic-ness, great shit that is Mac and Zach once Revival House goes up. So um, it, it, it'll, it'll help everything. That's right. But anyway, we're going to let you guys all go and beat off or whatever it is you want to do. Uh, I know Zach's been itching to himself. And uh, I'm going to go to bed because it's that time of the night. But you guys have all been wonderful. And we'll all be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, puppet. Mm -hmm.